Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life, or seeking to bring to you, and welcome to the Year of Joy series, in which I talk to experts and superpowers, which we call joy superpowers, that each and every one of us can cultivate in order to build more joy into our lives. I'm Andrew Cannon. And I have the honor to be your host. And in this episode, I'm excited to be talking with Michael Amster about the joy superpower of awe. Michael is a San Francisco Bay Area-based physician and faculty member, Rural School of Medicine. As a pain management specialist, Michael is keenly aware of the integration of mind, body, and spirit, and the effects of physical and psychospiritual pain on health and well-being. Michael is a student of meditation for over 30 years, as well as a certified yoga teacher and meditation teacher, trained as Spirit World Meditation Center. Michael is also founder of an organization dedicated to healthcare professional wellness. Michael is co author of the book, The Power of Awe Overcome Burnout and Anxiety, Ease Chronic Pain, and Find Clarity and Purpose in Less Than One Minute Per Day. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you, Andrew. I'm just so thrilled to be here to uh, get to spend some time with you and your community of listeners and uh, to hopefully have some extraordinary and ordinary moments of awe together today. I'm looking forward to it very much. And talking of awe, let's start with a definition. How do you define this word awe? It's a little word, but I'm sure it's got a big meaning. Sure. You know, when most people think about a moment of awe, they think of something pretty extraordinary, right? Like maybe they're looking out at an incredible view at a national park like Yosemite or the Grand Canyon, um, an incredible sunset, or maybe witnessing the birth of a child or being there at the passing of a loved one at the end of someone's life. Um, so awe is an emotional experience in which we sense being in the presence of something that transcends our normal perception of the world. Scientifically, when we think about awe, um, it's defined as an emotional experience in which we, we experience vastness. We feel connected to something greater than our, our smaller self. And there's that shift of consciousness that happens. We're like kind of, you know, in awe, we're blown away with the, the beauty. And what's really special about the work we're doing and what our book, The Power of Awe, is focused on is about how to find sustainable awe, awe moments in the ordinary times of our lives, opening our vision, our ears, our senses, our minds to experience the beauty, the wonder, the amazement of everything around us all the time. So we don't have to go travel anywhere. We can have a moment of awe right now while we're in conversation doing this podcast. Yeah, I think that's that's super important. Because really, you know, it's easy to understand that standing there on the rim of the Grand Canyon and looking out at the sunrise or the sunset and being in awe in those moments, is, it super hits you hard, right? And, but as you say, you know, we can't have those moments that often in our lives. So the ability to find awe in the in the ordinary and in the general seems super exciting for me. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I had this, I've been down the Grand Canyon. I'm a river rafting guide and I've, I've, river, I've been down the canyon a few times. And yes, it's filled with so much extraordinary awe, 
but I'll have to tell you, I share the story in my book that one of the most awe-inspiring moments was we were, we participated on one of my trips in citizen science. So basically it means that we, our group signed up to do data research collection for the park service and we were collecting bugs. And so at night we would come out with a, a special lamp that would attract the bugs and we would capture them in, in a container and then log them and they'd analyze the bugs later. But there was so much life on a microcosmic level that was just mind blowing. I mean, that would actually gave me almost more awe than the extraordinary vastness of the Grand Canyon. So what's what's beautiful about this practice that we talk about in our book is that we can really, we open our eyes with that intention um, to see the wonder and beauty and everything around us. It's, it's, it is a game changing experience. You start to live life in a radically different way. And the beauty is that we have the research to prove that this method works scientifically, um, both improving mental and physical health. I am really looking forward to us digging into that in a moment. But before we do that, um, you know, I'm super interested. I know our listeners tend to be super interested in your own journey. And how did you get from, you know, where you started life to a place where or is now your superpower and your position to share that gift with everybody? So if you share a few words about that, that would be wonderful, Mike. Yeah, sure. So um, as you know, I'm a medical doctor and being a physician is something I wanted to do since I was a little boy. And as I went through my education, I started to develop test taking anxiety. And I actually had a full blown panic attack while taking the medical college admission test um, in my early 20s. And that experience where your mind completely gets hijacked by that um that flight, fight, freeze state. And um, I was at a turning point where I realized I either had to get on medication uh, to manage my anxiety or to find some alternative way to, to work with my mind. And that was my gateway into studying mindfulness. And it completely changed the direction of my life. I've uh, been a student now for over 30 years, um, particularly in the, in the Theravada Buddhist tradition. Um, but I got trained as a mindfulness teacher. I've been teaching mindfulness-based stress reduction type of programs to hundreds of patients in chronic pain and also have led a meditation sangha. And about um, four years ago, I had a conversation with my colleague, uh, Jake Eagle, who's a psychotherapist in Hawaii. He also um, leads mindfulness retreats and programs. And we were both sharing how people really struggle with formal mindfulness practices. In our busy lives today, it's hard to find 20 minutes or even 10 minutes, even five minutes to just have that protected time to sit um, and meditate. And even people, once they maybe have the time, they're they're hard on themselves. They, they have a lot of self-criticism and judgment about how the practice is going for them. And so we were on this quest of figuring out a technique that would give people the benefits of a more longer sustained practice that they could access anytime, any place, anywhere. And we were thinking about um, what we initially called it was microdoses of mindfulness or microdosing mindfulness. Mm. Um, you know, 15 seconds of a focused concentration of a mindfulness experience. And through us having a conversation and I flew out to Hawaii where Jake lives, um, we discovered what we now call the awe method. 
And it is this 15 second process of, of accessing pretty profound moments of awe just in the ordinary times of our lives. And when we do so, we, we shift our level of consciousness out of the ordinary state of, you know, being productive and dealing with all the various, um, life stressors that we face moment to moment to taking us to this temporary transcendent state that I think akins to what the Buddha would talk about of a state of nirvana, a place of profound mm-hmm. peace, of calmness, of presence, um, of heightened awareness, a sense of connection, that that non-dual experience that we talk about in the spiritual traditions of feeling connected to, to life, to the universe, mm-hmm. to God, whatever you want to call it. So um yeah, it's been it's been a really phenomenal journey to now come to the place where we're we're now researching this um, scientifically in very large, robust clinical trials of teaching people this is a medical intervention, saying, "Hey, do this three times a day," and mm-hmm. looking at it, and we know that it radically changes people's lives. Wow, it's amazing! The research geek in me is now super excited. Um, you know, so for those of you who don't know my background, you know, I spend the most of my career um, researching people and trying to understand people's behavior and their minds. So, so the researcher in me is sort of super excited about because, you know, 15 seconds sounds, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just scrolling through a few headlines, right? It's everybody has 15 seconds three times a day. So nobody has an excuse to say, I'm too busy for this. Well, that's what I love about this is that you can't say I'm too busy to spend 15 seconds. And it's nice to bring this practice into being at a red light. If you're driving, you can mm-hmm. have a, a moment of awe just standing there, you know, sitting there at the light and looking out through your windows and maybe noticing a bird fly by or the clouds in the sky or just being in awe of traffic lights. And that mm-hmm. well, imagine a world without traffic lights and, and how much, um, you know, ease and um, ability of, of commerce and connection that, that traffic lights give us as a source of awe. So really, awe is everywhere around us if we just take seconds to pause and to see it. Yeah. Um, so about the research, I'm, I'm happy to give you the, the, the key headlines here. So yeah. um, our studies are, are being published right now um, in scientific journals. One of them just came out a few weeks ago in one of the nature journals called Scientific mm-hmm. Reports. And this is our biggest study so far. We, we did two parts of the study. We enrolled um, approximately 200 healthcare professionals at the height of the pandemic that were dealing with burnout. These are doctors mm-hmm. and nurses on the front line and about 300 primary care patients um, that were struggling with anxiety, depression, loneliness, and a lot of stress at the height of the pandemic. This is back in June of 2020, mm-hmm. long before we had a vaccine coming out. Um, here in the United States where the study was commenced, we also were dealing with a lot of stress from these race riots going on, these George Floyd riots, and um, really difficult times with uh, navigating that with President Trump and all that stuff. So we've taught people the 21-day program of learning this awe method, and we'll talk about the method a little bit later, but um, we asked people just to practice three times a day, and we did pre-post measures as well as daily diaries of people's experience. And what we found was um, a 36% reduction in depression symptoms, uh, which is equal to that of taking an antidepressant or um, being involved with intensive psychotherapy. But just practicing this three times a day for 15 seconds gave people um, a very significant decrease in their depression levels. We saw um, 
a 24% reduction in anxiety levels. We saw decreases in burnout with healthcare professionals um, so that they were able to feel more, um, you know, focused on their job, less depleted, less exhausted. Also saw improvement in overall well-being. Um, and another cool thing that I think is just fascinating is decreases in loneliness. We saw just even though people were sheltering in place, they were home alone in the study, there was a 15% reduction in people's experience of loneliness. Um, and that's what's something really amazing about the motion of awe is that it brings us a sense of connection to the vastness of all life. And we can be home alone and yet feel connected to something greater than the self. I love that. I love that. You know, this ties in so well with, you know, our research on joy and finding, you know, the importance both of that well-being, but also that sense of belonging. Uh, and, you know, you can't always be with family. You can't always be with friends, but you can connect to this greater sense. And I think that that's truly wonderful that that happens. And these things, you know, you talked about the anxiety, the depression, the burnout, you know, obviously huge massive things during the pandemic uh amongst healthcare professionals as well as obviously humanity more broadly but even in today's world you know when I, I talk to businesses and people at work and seeing stress people are under in in a work environment I can see lots of applications for this to help people um deal with their challenges at work. Yeah I I love teaching this work to other physicians and nurses and people involved in the healthcare arena. It's such a simple practice. I begin a patient visit with sharing an experience in a moment of awe with someone. In my clinic, we have uh, windows in every exam room. We can look outside and see, you know, the trees next to the building. That can be a source of awe, looking more distant um, at the views of the mountains here. Again, opportunity for moments of awe. And then what I love about sharing awe with others is that awe is contagious, meaning mm. that when you share a moment of awe with someone, you inspire awe in them. It's a beautiful thing. And it's a way of connecting with somebody. It brings us closer, a sense of intimacy, a bonding. Um, on our website, thepowerofawe.com, we have what we call the moment of awe page. And people from all over the world can post their moments of awe both in words and pictures, and you can be inspired by other people's moments of awe. Um, yeah. It's a really, it's a beautiful thing how when we share our awe, we are sharing joy with others. Um, awe is one of the, in my opinion, you know, it's one of the ingredients for living a joyful life is having that sense of wonder and beauty of connection um, to the vastness of everything around us. And that's what awe brings us. I can definitely see that. See that feeling. When you're talking about that, I was I started thinking about children. Um, you know, as I mentioned during the the warm up to this, that one of the things we're working on is this emotional intelligence for children project, EQ Joy, and, and related to that, you know, we were talking about how children's development of emotional intelligence um, is so important. But I can equally see how or could be so important and I have a practice with my daughter where you know night we sort of talk about what was good during the day you know and I'm thinking that well maybe if we switch that you know mixed it up to talk about well what moments of awe did we have during the day you know it's that moment before going to sleep at night 
that could be quite a cool practice for parents and kids, for example. So I don't know if you've done any work with children and, and or. Yeah, as I was sharing with you, we are um, hoping in a future study to do a, help build a curriculum that's based upon awe for elementary school kids. Um, and, you know, hoping to see how bringing awe back into the classroom will improve learning as well as decreasing uh, teacher burnout. But um, I, I completely uh, agree, and I've, I've heard other people do this as well, um, because children are naturally wired to be in awe and in wonder. If you look at um, particularly younger children, you know, they're in awe of everything around them. They're so mm-hmm. open. They're so curious. There's so much in wonder, um, so much in awe. And they see the world differently than we do. They are constantly looking and um, seeing the beauty and the wonder and things. And it, it's sort of sad, but we lose it. We really lose yeah. our our lens of awe as we grow up and we get older. And what I love about this awe method and, and what we have seen from our research studies is that you really can build a muscle of awe. You can intentionally, with with a little bit of effort, it doesn't take much because we're just asking for 15 seconds of your time three times a day, but you do rewire your brain, you rewire your eyes, your ears, your touch, because you then begin to see the world around you with awe and wonder. And what we know from our research is the more you dose awe throughout the day, the more benefit you get. The more times you have a moment of awe, the more it will help you with your emotional well-being, the more it will help you with your physical well-being. You know, we haven't even talked about the research out there, not my personal research, but my colleagues' research on how awe impacts our physical health. It's That research is so awe-inspiring. I mean, awe changes um, our immune system for the better. It changes the uh, decreases in inflammation in the body, which mm. inflammatory, these inflammatory cytokines, these are these small molecules that circulate in our bloodstream and cause damage to our organs, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, autoimmune disease. These are all related to a a high level of inflammatory cytokines. And Mm -hmm. awe is the only positive emotion that has been proven to decrease inflammation in the body. Just mind-blowing, like how... Mm -hmm this very simple emotion that we can train ourselves and develop a muscle of awe will positively impact our health across a full spectrum of diseases. Shannon made me feel about the the word awesome, which we throw around rather too glibly, perhaps, Um, but it's certainly giving me a new perspective on, you know, using this word with, with intention. And, and finding or you know I'm going through a process at the moment where I'm, I'm very much trying to let my inner child out of the, the tower that I, I locked him in a long time ago to protect him from the from the big bad world all around him and as part of that process you know I can definitely feel these moments of awe increasing as as I look at the world through the lens of this inner child rather than my adult ego um, it really does it's the same world it's the same world but you truly do see it differently and it has all these positive benefits that you've talked about um the physical one's amazing i didn't know that so that was cool to to hear those those benefits as well i'm sure many of our listeners have 
either mental or physical or other challenges in their life. And it seems that having a, a daily dose of all three um, could well be of benefit. So, yeah, def yeah, definitely a benefit. Um, there, <laughs> we know from our research with, you know, the hundreds of participants that there's no downside of practicing all, uh, no side effect. Um, and you unlike, you know, many unlike many pharmaceuticals that, that will have a lot of uh, potentials of harming us, there is no downside of practicing awe. And what I also love about this, I mean, we've talked a lot today about the personal practice of awe, mm -hmm. but this is really, it's, and we call, talk about this in our book and kind of a call to action is that awe is more than just a personal practice. It's, it's really about a practice, ultimately about changing the world, changing the mm -hmm. level of consciousness. Because if you think about the big picture here, when, because when we share our awe with others, we really change the world. Just as though, you know, a warm smile can change someone else's mood. You know, you might see a stranger and they smile and they greet you with warmth and compassion. When you live in awe, you are exuding that out into the world and it changes the people's lives around you. And if you think about these big problems we're facing right now, globally, um, you know, with climate change and the destruction of our planet, you know, how can you be in awe of the natural world and destroy it? How can you not want to protect it and to conserve resources and to make choices that will keep the wild places beautiful and healthy and our environment thriving with life? You know, how can you be in awe of others and appreciate cultures and different foods and clothing and languages and the way people talk and think about God or consciousness and then kill each other. You know, you mm -hmm. can't, you know, when we're in awe of humanity, we are experiencing love and connection and beauty and a desire for wholesomeness of connection and healing. So this emotion is is so vital and important um mm. and the beautiful thing is it's everywhere around us like we just need to retrain ourselves to live like you said in that childlike wonder your inner child i love how you shared that because i've never actually i, mean, I, I teach this all the time but i i haven't yet until today thought about that what we're doing is we're like connecting back to our our inner child we we all had this as children we're all mm -hmm. wired this way but through our brain maturation development processes also because of a complexity of our lives today with so much um so many distractions with technology and everything um it's harder ever than before to to find awe and um it, it's a beautiful practice i highly yeah. uh, encourage your listeners to 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 you visit our website we have a lot of free resources a free ebook and so people can download and um and for those that want a deeper dive, you know, the book really gives you the the container of a 21 day program to really help yeah. give people that sense of awe. Yeah, I love that. I love that process that even if it is, you know, the, the sort of three times, 15 seconds, you know, we know creating new habits takes time. And, you know, I don't know whether some people say 19 is the magic number. Some say it's 20, sometimes it's 21, but it seems to generally be around that amount of repetitions that tends to start ingraining the practice you know you have to do it for two to three weeks to really start feeling the benefits but one other thing michael that came to my mind as you were talking 
was because we recently did a, a live stream event on self love. And when we were doing that, we, we sort of realized that, you know, we're looking at research where, you know, the majority of adults, especially women, were saying they don't find themselves attractive. They, they don't love themselves, basically. And, and I'm wondering, you know, and then one of the people on, on the show, I can't remember which one, I guess said that each morning they start with being awe of their bodies and, and being grateful for their feet for the magic that they do and for their touch and their sense of smell and for taking this actually awe also in yourself and the amazing person that you are, I am, everybody is. So maybe it can also be sort of a self-love practice as well to, to live in a state of awe about us as humans. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's a very important practice is finding the, the awe within ourselves um it, it it's and it's endless like as you were just sharing you can be in awe of, of the fingers you know right now the listeners can just put their fingertips together and noticing the sensation of the ridges of of your fingertips and you know i i'm a neuroscientist but just thinking about wow you know the wiring that goes up through my nerve cells up into my brain and then i have consciousness and the perception of that sensation mm -hmm. um and of course, then you can bring in the whole element of gratitude that I have fingers that I'm able to use them and all the amazing things that they bring me and the gift, gift me in my life. And so in our book, we talk about just sort of helping make people develop a practice of awe is we talk about there being three categories to sort of help you um, compartmentalize in a way as you develop a practice. So one is awe of the senses. So, you know, the, 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 the taste, the smell, the feeling, the visual senses, the hearing, um, all of these can be a conduit to experiencing awe. We're just bringing our full undivided attention to that mm -hmm. for, for 15 seconds. I mean, the, the practice is a little bit more complex. We talk about that in our, in our book and on our website, but um, yeah. And then the second is awe of interconnected awe. So awe that we can have with each mm -hmm. other with other, with animals, with um, with strangers, with people we love and care about. And then the third is, is awe of concepts, of conceptual awe. So when, you know, I, you're across the world for me right now, and I was seeing through your glasses, the reflection out of a window and light coming in. And so I'm here in California, you're in Finland, and I'm looking out through my window and the sky is lit by the same sun. Like we're about you know, a third of the planet away from each other. And right now that we're both being blessed by these photons from the sun, that's a hundred million miles away that travels at the speed of light. Like just how awesome is that? <laughs> and we're on zoom and we're talking live to each other with no delay across the planet. I mean, I mean those are all that things that are just mind blowing concepts that are, um, you know, how can you not live in awe all the time when you just look, open your eyes and you see the world around us, um, the vastness of the universe and everything and what we know from science. And you don't even have to be a scientist. You just got to open your eyes and you can, you, you just got, you can be mind blown with the beauty around us. We're, we're on a little planet in the middle of our small solar system in a galaxy, hundred surrounded by billions of galaxies. It's like, wow. There's so much to be in awe of, not all the time. 
It's an amazing insect. So there's no shortage of things to be in awe about. And what we've learned today is that you know, getting this sport practice into your life is not going to, you don't need a degree, you don't need to spend four years at university or need a PhD to be able to do this. Um, there's certain things you shared today about, you know, the senses, the environment, the concepts to give people an idea of flavor. And what we're doing, obviously, in the show notes, we'll share the links to your resources, the website and the um, book, so people can go and dig deeper into how there is. Is there any particular tip that you love yourself in terms of saying, right, you're going to do one thing or two things, these are the, the things that you love or you would recommend people to take on right away? Yeah, so um, I'll tell you a really great tip to help people build a practice is what is called habit stacking. And then what that is, is you attach this new habit of awe to something you already do on a daily basis. So I begin my day with a, with a cup of coffee, um, and I find that to be just an extremely rich awe experience, whether it's opening a bag and smelling the grounds or, you know, watching the water boil and the steam rising. I use a French press. So getting to see the granules floating with the, with all the water and the colors and the aroma and then tasting and drinking it. I mean, the, the experience of making coffee every morning is a profound experience of awe for me. So mm -hmm. if you are, you drink juice in the morning or make a cup of tea or coffee, I mean, that that's a great opportunity to have a moment of awe. And another another great tip is is you can use your your phone or a watch set an alarm to have moments of awe throughout your day. Um, it's helpful, you know. We're talking. We know from our research at least three times a day is really the minimum to build your awe muscle. So meal times are another great time to have a moment of awe, like having that moment of pause, being in awe of the food around you that you're getting to consume, the flavors. You know, turn off your device, really enjoy your food, be in awe of your food, eat it slowly, savor it, really taste it, enjoy it. Um, yeah, it it's such a profound practice. I mean, I'm a multitasker extraordinaire. I used to, you know, felt like I was one of the best multitaskers on the planet. I was proud of that. Um, <laughs> but what the beautiful thing about this awe practice has really changed my life in such a profound way because I'm, I'm experiencing everything with much more richness and depth and connection that I never would have imagined was possible. So um, I hope those tips are helpful. Please feel free to reach out. Yeah. Anyone who's listening to this, they want any support. I know Jake and I, my co-author, um, we're really, uh, we love connecting with people that hear about us on the podcast of people that read the book. Um, you can reach me at michael at the power of .com. and um, you need support with building a practice. I'm, I'm glad to help you out. Fantastic. Fantastic. We will put that into the notes as well. So we could talk all day on this. I'm so in awe of this conversation. It really has been a pleasure to, to talk with you and to learn how simple actually it can be to, to use this superpower. So I'm really grateful for you coming on the show today, Michael. One last question before you go. We always like to ask our guests. Um, a simple question, uh, which holds a multiple of sins, but it's called, what brings you joy? Well, um, what brings me joy? It's two things. It's just living a life in, in awe and really finding the richness, the beauty and the simplicity in these ordinary things. And I think it's sort of on the same coin, but on the other side, you know, they share the same element, but it's, it's gratitude. 
you know, mm-hmm. being grateful for all these things that I'm in awe of. Um, yeah, those those are the two elements that I believe is the recipe for a life of sustainable lifelong joy is living in wonder and in beauty and in awe of everything around us and then being grateful as well. Of course. Well, and I'm so, so grateful for this conversation today. Thank you. Um, yeah, really, really an honor to be here to get to meet your community of listeners and to spend time with you, Andrew. And I know you have family out here in California, so please uh, come visit me and let's uh, go for a walk here in the Redwoods next time you're yeah, in town. Man, definitely, definitely. I love those Redwoods um, up there with the Sequoia. I love both of them. Uh, wonderful trees, wonderful trees. Difficult to hug a Sequoia but at least you can get a little bit of touch on it. Yeah, sure does. Sure. We need a group. We need a group hug to get around us the coin. But anyway, Michael, it's been wonderful to have you on the show today talking to you about the power of awe. And I hope you, our listeners, enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I have. And I hope you feel inspired to cultivate the power of awe. Um, and if so, please check out the show notes for the links to Michael and his resources. If you're not already a member of the Year of Joy community, you know, please visit our website, theartandsciencejoy.com, to find out more and join. If you are a member of the community, get on there and share in the forum what brings you awe, what are your moments of awe. And I'm sure the members will love to be inspired by those. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you tune in to the next episode of the Art and Science Joy podcast. Until then, stay well, stay joyful, and be awesome.